This is the redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer perish. Father, we want to say thank you. Thank you for bringing us to this morning service. Thank you for the open heavens. Thank you for what you did on Sunday. Thank you for what you did on Wednesday. And here we are this morning, Father, again praising your name and giving you time. Father, this morning, the entrance of your word, give a light and understanding unto the simple. Please bring your word unto your people. Every word that you have ordained for every life here this morning, Father, let them begin to come speedily. Amen. Holy Spirit, come and have your way this morning. Come and save so, come and deliver. Every trouble, every captives of the mighty will be set free this morning. We give you praise, we give you honor. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are free. If you are happy to be in church this morning, say a loud amen. amen. Don't sit down here, say a loud amen. amen. Say a loud amen. amen. Say a loud amen. amen. Now you are going to tell your neighbor, I know a God. Say with confidence, I know a God. Who is able to set the captives free? And is here this morning to set you free. And he will set you free. Now we are going to pray. And I want you to hold the hand of your neighbor. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah chapter 49. Verse 24. Shall the prey of the mighty. Shall be pray, Shall the prey be taken from the mighty. Or the lawful captive deliver. But thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away. I pray for you this morning that you are delivered in Jesus' name. And the prey of the terrible shall be delivered. I will contend with him that contended with him. And I will save thy children. You are going to pray and say, Father, anything that has held me captive, I receive my total deliverance this morning. Anything that has had my brother captive, I receive, I receive your total deliverance this morning. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Everything that has had you captive, this morning is your month, morning of deliverance. This morning is your morning of deliverance. In the name of Jesus, this morning is my morning of deliverance. For Jesus mighty name we have framed verse 26 says and i will feel them that oppress him anything that have oppressed you thus far god will feel them even with their own flesh and they shall be drunken with their own blood your blood will not be shed the blood of your family member will not be shed he said, as with sweet wine, and all flesh shall know that I, the Lord, am thy Savior and thy Redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. You are going to pray. You are going to say, Father, you are a mighty man of Jacob. And there's nothing too hard for you. Please arise and intervene in the life of my brother, in the life of my sister. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Go ahead and make that your prayer. God is a mighty man of Jacob. Is a mighty man of war. Pray for him. Pray for him. You don't know what that prayer meant. Sometimes you might you will take this for granted. 
But the word of God, it always comes in season. Every captivity around the life of that person you are holding, you are afraid this morning, captivity of the mind. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Now lose your neighbor and finally put your hand on your chest and say, in the name of Jesus. Some of you are not praying. I don't know why you are in church. Say, my house shall be called the house of prayer. So you have another opportunity to pray again. You are going to say, in the name of Jesus. My mind is free from the captivity of the devil. Now go ahead and make that your prayer. In the name of Jesus, my mind is free. Some people, their mind is in captivity. They don't have mind of their own. Their mind is in the captivity of the devil. There is a God who is here this morning to set you free. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are free. Amen. Say it loud, amen. You may take your seat. I welcome every one of us to the house of God. And today, God will do a new thing in your life. I said today, God will do a new thing in your life. God will do a new thing in your life. Amen. Over that close case, when Jesus Christ was baptized, the heavens was open. The heavens will be open over your life. It will be open over your family. Turn your Bible with me to the book of Romans chapter 8. This morning we are looking at a topic titled, Pleasing God in a World of Uncertainty. Pleasing God in a World of Uncertainty. Romans chapter 8, and I will read from verse 1. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Stop condemning yourself. Christ has not condemned you. Tell your neighbor, stop condemning yourself. Enough of the condemnation. Because Christ has not condemned you. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Tell yourself, I have been made free from the law of sin and from the law of death. Now, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the, righteous, the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is dead, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I pray for you this morning, you will have life and peace. I say life and peace is coming upon your life in the name of Jesus. Verse 7. But the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Pleasing God in a world of uncertainty. 
Now look at that verse again. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But, uh, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, is none of us. Is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is alive because of righteousness. Tell your neighbor, I am alive. I am alive. I am alive. I am alive. The spirit of righteousness is alive in man. The spirit of righteousness is alive in man. Now, the Bible says in verse 11, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Are you here this morning? With sickness in your body? If the spirit that raised Christ up dwells in you, it shall quicken your mortal body. I declare to your mortal body, be quickened. Be quickened in the name of Jesus. Now verse 12. It says, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Tell your neighbor, mortify the deeds of the, of, the, of the body. And you will live. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself bear a witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heir with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also glorify together. Praise the Lord. So this morning, pleasing God in a world of uncertainty. Pleasing God in a world of uncertainty. Pleasing God. What does it mean to please God? Is it possible to please God? In this our year of double, is it possible to please God? We are going to be looking at that this morning. And I trust that the Holy Spirit will speak to you. I said the Holy Spirit will speak to you. I said the Holy Spirit will speak to you. In the name of Jesus. Brethren, it is not of him that commends himself. It is about who God commands. You see, you can try to commend yourself before men. You can try to be good before men. But you see, it is about who God commands. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, chapter 10, verse 18. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 18. For not he that commended himself is approved. Uh-huh. But whom the Lord commended. Whom the Lord commended. Pleasing God in a world of uncertainty. Now, you can be good to human beings, but to God you are not. We are going somewhere. 
It is possible to appear good to people, but in the sight of God, you are not. But my prayer for you this morning, the nature of Christ will be imparted on you. I say to be imparted in you. In the name of Jesus. But the question is for us to understand pleasing God in the word of uncertainty. We also need to understand who is God. So ask your neighbor, who is God? Ask your neighbor, who is God? God is God. He's our God. Forever and ever. He will be our God from now even unto the end. So who is God? If you need to please God, if you want to please God, you need to know God. Now, number one, God is a person like us. We are going somewhere. God is a person. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26. Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the earth and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. I pray for someone here. God will not leave you. I say God will not depart from you. In the name of Jesus. Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah. The book of Isaiah. Isaiah. The book of Isaiah. The Bible says. Also I heard the voice of the Lord in verse 8. Saying. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I. Um, here I am. Send me. I pray the Lord will send you. So one, God is a person like us. And it's important we understand that. Because sometimes we think that whenever we talk about God, we are talking about a strange object somewhere. Or a, a being that will just say that look uh, strange. He's a person. And that's why the Bible tells us that God made man in his own image and after, I mean, after his own likeness. I pray for you this morning that the nature of Christ will begin to manifest in your life. In the name of Jesus, tell your neighbor, I carry God. His nature is in me. I carry God. His nature is in me. Now, a person can be vexed. A person can be grieved. A person can be, you can upset a person. Now, the Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. We are looking at who is God. Pleasing God in a word of uncertainty. Is it possible to please God? How can we please God? Ephesians 4 verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit. And grieve not the Holy Spirit. Whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. So when you neglect a spirit, when you didn't listen to a spirit, then you are grieving him. Now, it's only a person you can grieve. You can't grieve this microphone. Or you can't grieve this speaker as well. 
or this pulpit. I can't grieve it. So it's only somebody that is a person that you can grieve. And my prayer this morning, you will know God as a person. I say you will know him as a person. Now, God decided to reveal himself in three dimensions. In three dimensions. The, book, the Bible tells us in the book of 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. Make sure, you, make sure you open your Bible and you are taking notes. But there are three. But there are three. There are record in heaven. Uh -huh. The Father. The Father. The Word. The and the Holy Ghost. And these three are one. These three are one. I pray that the church will be united. I say the church will be united. So God is a person and he manifests himself in three dimensions. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Just like the way you have body, soul, and spirit is also the same you. Now, I pray for someone here this morning that the hand of God will come upon you for signs and wonder in Jesus' name. So you must know God personally. For you to please God, you cannot please the person you don't know. So you must know him personally. Number two, who is God? God is a spirit. And we must worship him in spirit and in truth. He's a person. He's also a spirit. Just like you also have body, you also have your own spirit. Every one of us have body and we have spirit. Now let's open our Bible to the book of John. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Now let's read from verse 20. Our fathers worship in this mountain. Uh -huh. And he said that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when he shall neither in this mountain, nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Can you ask your neighbor, do you know who you worship? Do you know who you worship? It's a very important question. Thank you, sir. Go ahead. But the hour cometh. But the hour cometh. And now is. And now is that hour. When the true worshippers. When the true worshippers. Shall worship the Father. Shall worship the Father. Spirit in spirit. And in truth. And in truth. The Father seeketh such to worship. For God is seeking for people to worship him in spirit and in truth. Not in the flesh. Hold on. Not in the flesh. Remember, Romans chapter 8 verse 8 says, those that dwell in the flesh, that live in the flesh, cannot please God. So you've been wondering, why is it that I'm not pleasing God? Because you are dwelling in the flesh. And because God is a spirit. So for you to please God, then you must dwell in the spirit. Go ahead, verse 24. God is a spirit. Uh -huh. And they that worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you know, it is possible to meet people who have been Christian for many years and ask them who is God. They don't know God. They don't know God. But it's important for you to know who God is. God is here. I say God is here. I say God is here. Now, 
God cannot and should not be represented in any form of image or status or wooden object or dream catchers. You know, you go to some places, you see some images. They say, this is God. This cannot be God. This God is too big for anybody to represent with an object. It's too big. That the God who made the entire art is full stone. It's too big. And that's why he grieved the Lord when the Lord see people bowing down to mere objects. Because they don't know God. I pray for you this morning. God, we appear to you. I say, God, we appear to you. You see, I encourage you not to take the word of God with levity. After the crossover service, where's the brother? Okay, he's not here now. Maybe he'll be in the second service. And the person shared with me yesterday that after the crossover service, he went home to sleep. And lo and behold, God appeared to him after the, sec- after the crossover service. You see, Many of us, we have become so churches that God no longer means anything to us. And that's why it's not appearing to many. They are so used to it. They've had the name of God over and so nothing is happening. And he said in that list, that God showed him a list. And uh, he said, sickness, check off. Meaning that he said you are healed of that sickness. It wasn't me. So someone telling me yesterday in this church. And he said, prosperity, I have blessed you. That was the person. He said the person, the person said that they, God showed him a list and there was check mark in all of them. My prayer for you, God, we appear to you. Yeah. I say, God, we appear to you. Yeah. Now, God dwells and lives in us. He dwells and lives in us. 4 John chapter 4 verse 4 tells us, little children, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God dwells in us. You might say, well, how can the same God who made the artist fools to also dwell in me? For as long as you've received Christ as your Lord and Savior, he dwells in you. And God speaks to our spirit. He communicates with our spirit. Just like he's speaking to you now. And I pray for you that your spirit will not resist the word of God. I say you will not resist the word of God. Tell your neighbor, my God is too big. To be represented or reduced to an image made with human hand. Find somebody and say, my God is too big to be represented in an image made with human hand. Praise the Lord. Now, Nebuchadnezzar tried it and he paid dearly for it. He tried it and he paid dearly for it. King Gerard also tried, he tried to mess up with God and warm at him up. He's a mighty God. He's a person. He dwells in you. His spirit is here. And I pray for you this morning. The hand of God will come upon you mightily. And I pray for you, you will please God. I say you will please God. So if you don't know how to worship God in the spirit and in truth, you cannot please God. That is just the truth. We will will find time to look at what it means to worship in the spirit and the truth. Number three. Pleasing God in the world of uncertainty. 
when there are a lot of corruption, temptation here and there, here and there, is it possible to please God? Yes, it is possible. But how can you please God? We'll probably look at that, the how, the practical ways in the second service. But for now, we are still looking at who is God? Number three, God is the creator of heaven and earth. He creates everything in the world, including you. And you know what? Many people are carrying problems that God has already solved. Stop carrying burdens that the Lord has taken away. Stop carrying loads that the Lord has removed all from your life. And I pray for you this morning. Every load that the enemy has placed upon your life, I command them lifted up now. I cast them out in the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 1. We are going to read together from verse 1. God is the creator of heaven and earth. He creates you. He is not like the earthly parent. Who say, well, I'm walking by faith. I know God will take care of me. Yes, he's taking care of It's good to walk by faith. But for God, before he created, you already made provision for everything that you ever need in life. That is how mighty our God is. Now, Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1. One to go. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, and it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness they call night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So God is the creator of heaven and earth. He creates everything. The land, the sea, the waters, he creates everything. Also, God is the creator of man. Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah 45. Why is this foundation important? It is because many serve a God that they do not know. Many claim that they are serving God, but they actually don't know this God. Isaiah 45, verse 12. I have made the earth. I have made the earth. And created man upon it. Uh-huh. Five. Even my hands are stretched out the earth. Okay. And all their hosts have I commanded. Hallelujah. You are going to rise up on your feet. You are going to say, Father, Father you made the earth and the heavens. Please pray. You are going to say, Father, Father you made the earth and the heavens. I know you can do all things. Any problem or situation that follows me to your present, let me not go back with them. Go ahead and make that your prayer. You can choose with your own mouth. Are you sure you know? Do you know the God that you serve? Call upon me in the days of trouble and I will answer thee. I have a God who never fails. 
I have a God who never fails. I have a God who never fails. Who never fails. Jesus never fails. Forevermore. Tell him that problem. You have opportunity now. You've heard people's testimony. It is your turn to testify. Are you talking to him? Are you talking to him or you are murmuring? Would you cry to God? He created the heaven. What is it that he cannot create? He can create a job for you. He can create a new heart for you. He can give you a new organ. You can talk to him this morning. He created the heaven. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. You may take your seat. Pleasing God in a world of uncertainty. Number three, God is the creator of heaven and earth. You see, even if you ask the Muslim, they tell you they are serving God. You ask the Buddhists, they tell you they are serving God. You ask even our four forefathers, even the gods all over the world, those small, small gods that have mother, they cannot speak. They tell you that they are, they are serving God. Paul was addressing the people in the, in the book of Acts chapter 17. Acts 17 verse 22. Then Paul stood in the midst of Mass Hill and said, Ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all the ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotion, I found an altar with inscription to the unknown God. To the unknown God. Many people, they have their Bible under their pillow. You know why they have it there? So that when witches and wizard comes in the night, they will see the Bible and flee. You see, if you don't know God personally, even if you get 1,000 Bible and you sleep among them, that will not chase the devil away. It won't chase the devil away. But when you know God personally, you don't even need to put your head on your Bible. He lives in you. Is in you. So when you are conscious of the fact that he lives in you, and the Bible also tells me that we are gods. He has made us gods. And my prayer for you this morning, God will reveal himself to you. Yeah. You know why God said, God said, bring this word. Like that testimony that I had. That person is in financial problem. But then, what God showed to him was much more than what he was expecting from God. God showed him good health. He said, as from today, you enjoy good health. He said, as from today, you enjoy prosperity. You see, God is a good father. He knows what you need. Stop asking for things to consume in upon your flesh. Ask for his will in your life. He knows that you need wisdom. He knows that you need money. You think he doesn't know? He knows. He knows all things. Ask things concerning him. And say, Lord, that I may know you. Now the Bible went further by saying, Whom therefore ye ignorantly worship. Many believers, many believers all over the world. Many people all over the world, they worship God ignorantly. Him declare I unto you. If you are not worshiping God ignorantly, why is it that you call upon him? I didn't answer you. If you want to know. People that know God, or let's say we want to do sample now, is that just like what Elijah did, call people out 
and tell them, let fire fall on this. We will know who know God. Brother, you need to know God personally. God is real and is alive. I say God is real and is alive. I say God is real and is alive. Now, if you know this, then you don't have a problem. Tell me, there's no one thing, one challenge in your heart right now that is too big for our God to solve. If you know that you have God with you, whom therefore you worship ignorantly and him declare I unto you. God made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is the Lord of heaven and the earth, dwelleth not in temple made with hands. Neither is worship with man's hand as though he needed anything, seeing he giveth to all life, breath, and all things. In verse 26, Acts chapter 17, verse 26. And had made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on all the face of the earth, and had determined the times before appointed, and the bonds of their habitation. Look at verse 27. That they should, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him. Feel after him. And find him. You will find God. Yes. I say you will find God. Yes. You will find God. Yes. Though he be not far from every one of us. So don't think that God is far. He's there with you. And he will see you through. I say he will see you through. Yes. He will see you through. Yes. Number four. God answers prayer. Tell yourself, God answers prayer. God answers prayer. And he will answer my prayer today. Are you sure you are saying from your heart? Say, God answers prayer. And he will answer my prayer today. Second Chronicle chapter 7. Number 4. God answers prayer. He hears. Second Chronicle chapter 7 verse 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, and pray, and pray, not complain, not murmur, seeking my face in this year, as you pray, as you seek the face of God, you will begin to command double. Yeah. I say you begin to command double. And turn from their wicked ways. Some people pray, but they are not turning from their wicked ways. So if you pray, and you do not turn from your wicked, there's no way God can answer you. So God is there. He understands everything. He knows what you are going through. Now, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. Tell yourself, God has heard my prayer. And will forgive their sin and heal their land. You are going to rise up on your feet. You are going to say, oh Lord, oh Lord. I know you answer prayer. Please pray. You are going to say, oh Lord, oh Lord. I know you answer prayer. Arise and heal our land. Arise and heal my family. Arise and heal me. Go ahead and pray. If you pray with the whole of your heart, you have received your healing already. Your finances have received healing already. 
Your marriage is healed already. Your home is healed already. This year is your year double. It is joy in the name of Jesus. I know you answer prayer. I know you answer prayer. The God that answers prayer, let it be our God. Who answers by fire? Who answers by fire? Pray and say, Lord, heal this community. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Say a loud amen. amen. Take your seat. We don't have much time. So number four, God answers prayers. But then sin and iniquity. As we can see in the book of Isaiah chapter 59 from verse 1 to 3. God's hand is not shortened that he cannot hear us. But our sin oftentimes separated from us. This morning I pray for you, you are forgiven. I say your sin will no longer separate you from God. Your sin will no longer separate you from God. God said I should tell somebody that today he will visit you. I said today he will visit you. Now, God answers prayer when we call upon him with the whole of our heart. Does it mean that people don't call, <coughs> call upon God? People do. But the problem is that people don't call upon God with the whole of their heart. You know what it means not to call, call, I mean, call upon God, to call upon God with, not with your heart? It's like you are praying and say, Lord, just give me a car. Just give me a car. Just give me a car. But you know that because your uncle has already promised you a car. And so for God, it's like you are not praying. Because you are not calling upon, because you already have an information you are feeding on. So call upon God with the whole of your heart. When we pray according to his will, he answers us. You see, many prayers are not answered because they lack praises and thanksgiving. They want something from God, they just bump into the presence of God. God, you know I pay my tithe. If you don't answer me, I'm leaving that church. God, you know that I give. If you don't answer me, I'm going to do this. You are not praying. You are only complaining. Enter his gate with thanksgiving and into his court with praise. You are going to rise up on your feet again. Rise up on your feet. Now begin to praise him. Begin to give him thanks for that thing that you call problem. Thank him. Give him praise. Give him praise. Bless him. Bless him. Instrumentalist, please come to your stand. Worship this God. Pleasing God in a word of uncertainty. Is it possible to really please God? Yes, I have come to tell you it is possible. And in the second service, we are going to look at practical ways from that book of Romans chapter 8. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him, I know you will come back to testify to his glory. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Praise him is worthy, is worthy. You are not sure how that course we go. Praise him. You have a, 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 an impossible situation right now to man. Praise him. Thank him. Are you praising him or you are looking around? Give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. With the whole of your heart.
praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Holy. Are you Lord? All creation. Call you Lord. Worthy is your name. We worship your majesty, awesome God. You are God, mighty are your miracles, standing up, standing up of your holy name. Lord, we bow and worship you. You are Yahweh, you are Yahweh. He's the creator of heaven and earth. Worship him. You are Yahweh. Alpha. Omega. It's your year double. You are Yahweh. Alpha. Omega. You are Yahweh. Yahweh Worship him concerning that issue. Worship him down before him. Give him praise. Blessing God in the word of authority. Alpha, Omega. You are Yahweh. You are going to say, Oh Lord, in this year of double, in this year of greater glory, in this year of greater peace, I will worship you only. I will not represent you with an image. I will seek you only. And I will find you. Make that your prayer. And if you are here this, this morning, you are here to know this God. Like Paul told the Athens, he told them on the Mass Hill in that book of Acts, chapter 17. You worship God ignorantly. You don't really know this God. If you know him, you will know that you don't have a problem. He's such a big God. He can make the impossible possible. He can turn your life around overnight. He can take that sickness away. But then you need to know him. Are you here this morning? You don't know Jesus. 
And you want to make Jesus, you want to accept him as your Lord and Savior? Or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus? Please raise up your hand as we pray with you this morning. Why the rest of you pray? You are here this morning, you want to know this God. Raise up your hand and come forward with joy. Jesus, the King of glory. God, the Almighty God, is able to deliver you. So if you are here this morning, you want to say, Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. Save my soul. Please come, raise up your hand and come forward. You are Yahweh. Alpha. Omega. You are Yahweh. Alpha.